This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Pete, it is a great pleasure, obviously, working here with you today. Um, it is not Melbourne's most uplifting music mix, but it is just a grand final eve show. Drive it out. And uh, we decided when we are putting together today's show that we would have a couple of interviews. And one of them is from a, a special young lad, or from the United Kingdom, who runs a fantastic podcast series, being LGBTQ. I think I got that bit right. That's right. And they have a different term over there. They do, they do. Uh, now, Sam Wise uh, is the owner and producer-presenter of this podcast series. Uh, he's a wonderful advocate. He's done some fantastic work within his community, which we will talk about in the uh, interview that we had with him. And uh, it is really a must-listen, this podcast series, and certainly if you're a member of the LGBTQ community, uh, it should be one of these um, series that's in your favourites. Now, you're the podcast coordinator here at Joy Pete, so you know the odd thing a little too about podcasts and the challenges and so on? A little bit. Mm-hmm. And I subscribe you to being LGBTQ yeah. because it's such a it's a long form interview type program, and it uh, so so it gets to get down to the depth of the issues with the people that they interview, and they've had all sorts of people from Star Trek celebrities from years ago to some of the ones you were mentioning before. Who who have you listened to on there? Oh, well, certainly the Glow Show, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The Glow Show. Uh, in other words, you and Gabby. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> celebrities. I said they had celebrities on there. <laughs> and they do, yeah. Lots of lots of amazing people on there uh, who are doing stuff in the LGBTQ community. Yeah. And, and, and look, Sam has global reach and he's interviewing people from all around the world. Uh, he does... He's done some challenging work as well, which we will talk about in an interview with... Um, some of the uh, nightclub massacres and he was also interviewing somebody from Sudan, some of the challenges that they have in their community over there. You know, it it can be heavy at times, but also uplifting as well. So he has a great series. And we'll um, hear about all those, some of those interviews in in our interview with him. Yes, so coming up now, uh, Sam Wise from the United Kingdom and uh, we are talking about his podcast series, Being LGBTQ. And uh, Sam, welcome to uh, Joy and, uh, whoa, <laughs> what can we say? It's a real pleasure to have you uh, here today. It's a joy to be here, thank you. <laughs> a joy 94.9 to be here, yeah. <laughs> Sam, you you have a wonderful uh, podcast series, Being LGBTIQ. How did that come about? Well, um, basically, I've got quite a background in terms of uh, broadcast journalism. That's what I studied at university. Uh, when I was at university, I worked at a community radio station and uh, we did being LGBT at the time because the the acronym wasn't extremely inclusive at that point, you know, we're going back quite a few years. So I did that at a community station 
and um you know loved it you know it's sort of like my passion broadcasting um you know questioning people holding people to account and raising awareness of extremely important stories so you know i fell out of journalism for for quite a few years actually and then at the start of this year i thought you know i want to get back into it so i just decided i'd relaunch the radio show that I did at the community station and do it as a podcast being LGBTQ. And so how many podcasts are you doing it weekly at this stage or do you do like a couple a week? What's your usual uh, format that you're doing? It is weekly at this stage, but mm-hmm. we've had uh, j- just like amazing interest really. I, I can't believe how it's really taken off in such a short space of time. So I found myself wanting to do sort of like two episodes a week sometimes just because we've just had some amazing guests with fantastic stories, which I I just really want to share and and get out there. What would be some of the most outstanding uh, guests and uh, shows that you put together so far? I reckon the Glow Show interview was one of the best ones he's done. I mean, mean, that one was all right. (laughs) That was all right. (laughs) (laughs) That one wasn't bad. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, that that was a good one. other than the Glow Show, (laughs) we know that's good. (laughs) (laughs) What were the the best ones? Yeah, everyone everyone knows that already. So you know that would be just mentioned the obvious. Clearly, Um, I mean, (laughs) I mean that was good because I think the good thing with uh, podcasting these days and how connected we are, it's uh, you know you just connect to people all over the world now and get some incredible stories. Um, I mean, in in terms of Australian interviews as well, had uh, Andy Brennan, who's the the first ever openly gay uh, male professional soccer player. Um, <laughs> well, so, so soccer, he was on and that, that was just amazing. Uh, fantastic interview. And, you know, he's just like, yeah, I'm gay and I play sport. And yeah. <laughs> brilliant. I noticed today on your Twitter feed that you interviewed somebody from Sudan and uh, that was quite a, was that challenging or, you know, was that, um, well, how'd you find um, that? <sighs> Doing this kind of work can be extremely emotive. Uh, You know, I mean, I've interviewed, you know, a survivor from Pulse nightclub in the United States, which was a a mass shooting and uh, he lost two of his friends. And, you know, it just really hits you. And, you know, you can hear some absolutely horrific stories. And in terms of the the case in Sudan being LGBTQ, we're actually trying to to get some sort of fundraising going with regards to that. It's a, a... couple that I've been speaking to in Sudan and they've been persecuted to such an extent and uh, you know physically abused by their own family um one of them's a medical student who's been studying in the country and he's had to quit uh doing that because he's fearful of his life his partner has had to quit his job because people know who he is and you know they know about his sexuality now so they're essentially underground in their own country um just desperate to get out of sudan essentially Mm. um and they trying to head off to england or just anywhere at the moment they're trying to head to the united arab emirates at this moment in time because there is a, a un human rights organization which is set up there however i spoke to a a few lgbtq advocates um over the past 24 hours and they've actually advised that it would be better to go to kenya because uh, the uae is in itself quite 
repressive of LGBTQ people. So, and you know, I think it was an extremely it just it it's just the reality of what's going on for LGBTQ people around the world. And when you hear a firsthand story, it just humanizes it because we yeah. know what the laws are like. We know in Sudan you could be killed for being gay, but when it isn't a statistic, when it isn't something in legislation in a particular country, when it's a human being, yeah. it all becomes extremely real. Yeah. And it must have been challenging interviewing someone who was the survivor of the Pulse nightclub uh, disaster or incident. I mean, disaster is the first word that comes to my mind. But, uh, you know, how did, how did you find that? How did you get through that? I spoke to, to Brandon Wolf. On it was the eve of the anniversary this year, yeah. And you know, I think he's such a courageous individual because he relives this story of that night over and over again. But the reason why he puts him through the what must be absolute, you know, mental torture, really, in some ways, when he's, you know, talked about it so much. Um, but he does that to raise awareness, and he does that because he realizes that he doesn't want anyone else, any other family, to lose someone in such a needless, senseless, horrendous way. So, I mean, he's just, you know, I mean, he got upset during the interview, but, you know, I think I was even more upset. <laughs> I think, yeah. Well, because he could hold it, he, he like holds it together so well, you know, I just commend him for that because just listening to the story, I could barely, yeah. and he's the one who's been through it. So, you know, I mean, I've, I've just got so much respect for him, really. And, you know, other survivors of mass shootings, whether it be at the Pulse nightclub or elsewhere. And look, I understand it very well because doing work like we all do, you know, you do have yeah. your challenging times and you, you come across people with some vile experiences and it, it really does weigh on you. It is very, very challenging. On the flip side, you know, we also have a lot of positive stories in our community, which is great. So what's some of the positive stories that uh, you've come across over the, your production of being LGBTQ? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you do get that because you get stories of people who have uh, come out and um, they've been fully accepted by the families and, and friends and you know, coming out's just been a an experience that hasn't been one of the nightmare stories. And, you know, it's, it's always great to hear that, you know, we have like music artists on the show who, uh, you know, their careers are flourishing and they're open about their sexuality or gender identity or whatever that may be. And they've got quite uplifting stories. You know, sometimes people have got the stories where they felt like the down and out and have been in extremely dark places mentally but then they can explain their journey of how over time they you know they they survive that and it it gives others hope so though we do cover some quite hard hitting stories on being LGBTQ we also have like uh, like I'm saying music artists and we've yeah. got uplifting stories because I feel it's so important to have that balance because exactly mm. you know the world's a dark place mm. and if all we're hearing is the the you know the doom and the gloom yeah. and the negative which we have to remember and we have to acknowledge yeah. but if we're only focusing on that you know we're, we're not going to be any 
any good to anyone else. You know, we've got a, a duty to stand up for those who feel they don't have a voice. We have to have a, a message of hope to those people as well, because if you don't have hope, then you can't enact change and, and obviously change and you can't transmit courage. Which is a very important thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's what makes, uh, what, why we do what we do. Exactly. Uh, on mm. this LGBT radio station and on your in your podcast, you know, it's telling the stories of people that, you know, need to be heard by other people. Really, it's such an important thing as well. And, uh, yeah, that was Sam Wise from the United Kingdom from his podcast series Being LGBTQ, a wonderful person and a wonderful advocate and obviously a wonderful podcast series he puts together. He does. And uh, I can't wait for part two. Because yeah, we've got part two and part three. We oh. do have a little part two and part three. but uh, A bit he, shorter than that one. But. Yes. Now, Sam does work in... Uh, setting up pride uh, groups within his Sunderland Football Club, I believe, which we will be talking about. And being grand final weekend, we couldn't uh, not throw a little bit of footy in, of course, but, although it's the other footy. It is. <laughs> so we talked to him a bit about those pride groups and yeah. uh, then we talked a bit about LGBTI issues in the UK and what's happened over there. But uh, so first, part three. Sam did have a song request, which is, Pete? He did. We, uh, we asked him to choose a song and guess what? What is it? He chose an Australian song. Wow, that's excellent. <laughs> From someone who's very close to joy, John Van Allen. Ah, beautiful. Uh, with Parallax. And it's a brand new song. It's Change of Heart. And this is the Italo Connection remix. Uh, you're on Joy 94.9. And here's Sam's song.
Listening to Joy 94.9, Will and Pete drive it out afternoon edition, celebrating the pre Friday grand finally parade. What, I, can, I can just never work it out what it is. Just grand final weekend. Yeah, grand yeah. final weekend. And it's a grand final parade. It's probably finished now. Probably is. Yeah. We hope it's. Went finished. down to the ground. They have a festival down there. Really? Yeah, they have stalls and all sorts of things. I would have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> no grand final tickets, though, because they're all sold out. Now, it's been grand final weekend and all things football. We have interviewed Sam Wise from Being LGBTQ Podcast, and not only does he do the wonderful work and uh, with his podcast series, but he is also doing some wonderful work with his own football team in Sandringham in the United Kingdom, which is that round footy thing called soccer, I believe. It was Sunderland. Sunderland, there you go. I should remember <laughs> the flying game. Sanding, I should remember You're the flying You're on the Sandy line or something. <laughs> God, I love how I stuff everything up. But anyway, uh, so yes, we have uh, part two of Sam's interview uh, talking about his great work setting up his pride community or pride group within Sunderland Footy Club. <laughs> Exactly, and here it comes. I set up SCFC LGBTQ um, around the uh, the start of this year. I think it was about March. So I think it was just after the podcast itself launched. Um, you know, I mean, I've always been a Sunderland fan. I've mm-hmm. always been a fan of SCFC. You know, I love my uh, soccer, or as we call it, football <laughs> over here. <Yeah. laughs> we got the translation um, right, which is good. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd always been quite passionate with regards to equality in football because there has been a culture here in the United Kingdom where there has been a lot of homophobia and racism and other kinds of discrimination in terms of what is said at football grounds. I mean, still to this day, you'll still hear racist discrimination and you'll still hear, you know, homophobia, which, of course, in 2019, we, we need to challenge that. And I mean, going back to when I was with being LGBT, when I did that at the community station, someone who used to, to do that show with me was Kieran Brady. And Kieran is a former Sunderland player himself. And uh, back in the, the late 80s, 80s early 90s and we did this show and I, I can't remember how we got connected it just sort of happened through uh, various people but it just so happened that Kieran was actually doing a lot of work around equality himself and human rights advocacy and educating people like uh, various employers as to how to, to be inclusive of LGBTQ staff and others as well. So it wasn't just, you know, solely related to LGBTQ. He's not LGBTQ himself. He is an ally, but he's just extremely passionate when it comes to human rights and fighting against injustice. But that's when the connection with the football came about because we were both speaking and, you know, Still, there are no openly gay, there's no like openly LGBTQ footballer in the men's game in this country (laughs) at any level, which is just bizarre because statistically, that's impossible. Statistically, that just 
can't read the case. Um, so, you know, and our discussions formed around what can Sunderland as a football club do to try and at least contribute to, you know, approaching that issue because it is an issue because if a footballer can't be open about who they are, that's got to be having an effect on their, you know, mental well-being personally yeah. and professionally as well. So that really brought things together. And, you know, I was in contact with the club a lot. But since I started this supporters group, everything's changed. I mean, they're they're doing things as a club that they've never done before um, in terms of equality. I mean, we have the rainbow flag flying at every single game behind the goal. Uh, They put messages on the scoreboard. There's a, a rainbow flag goes around the pitch every, you know, five minutes during the game. So it, it's completely good. turned on its head from what it was when I was obviously doing the radio show a few years ago. Yeah. yeah. So when did you start the Sunderland Pride group? Um, yeah, so I saw, started the LGBTQ supports group for SAFC right. in, in around March. So, so how many uh, members know, do you I'm, have now uh, supporting you and uh, in the group? Yeah, I mean, the membership has grown. We've got quite a few members now. Um, you know, I mean, I've, I've went to a few uh, college freshers fairs in the local area. I uh, went to Sutherland College last week on two occasions. We've been at Sutherland University freshers this past week as well. And, of course, we're going to have a stall at Sutherland Pride on Sunday, which I'm extremely Excellent. excited about. Again, Fantastic. first time. We look Sunderland forward to some had. photos on Twitter about that. That'd be, I'm so, sure you... Uh, you will be sick of it by the end of the day, I promise you that. <laughs> I'm and of course, yeah, yeah, but, it's very topical, very topical here yeah. because uh, t- tomorrow is the, uh, grand, is final the grand final here of the AFL, which you probably don't know anything about. But uh, most of the clubs... I do when I spoke, when I spoke to Andy Brennan. He, uh, he, uh, he educated me. Uh, <laughs> and most of the clubs in the AFL now have... Uh, pride groups as well. Pride groups as well. Which we're very proud of. They have pride matches twice a year. Uh, where yep. all the players dress up in rainbow. Uh, we'd uh, we'd, love, you to, we'd love you to come out to Australia one day, Sam, and uh, be a part of that. That yeah. would be really good. But still, we don't have any out players in the AFL, which is uh, exactly the issue that you were talking about earlier. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, there seems to be this thing in sport in particular, you know, men's sport, where it's like the uh, the masculinity and, you know, which which in a lot of cases can be extremely, you know, toxic masculinity. And mm. until, I mean, these supporters groups can can do you know such a fantastic job in terms of raising awareness and you know if you inform you know if you inform other fans that being gay is fine and you know homophobic language is completely unacceptable and if you consistently get that message out there then people will learn and that's how we're going to end it so i think supporters groups all over the world LGBTQ sports groups just play an absolutely pivotal role in uh, in improving things, to be honest. And that was Samwise talking about uh, Sunderland Football Club and Pride Groups. And now it's time for Out Proud, Alfie Curie. This is song Sane. You're enjoying Cry, would 
tough act to follow When the stage is so hollow See my heart can't be bottled You're a tough act to follow It's a hard pill to swallow But my heart can't be bottled He's got the same eyes Hi, this is Denny Hines, and did you know that Joy supports local artists? I mean, really, did you? Such as my fine self. Keep listening to the tracks on Joy 94.9. It is Will and Pete driving it out, afternoon edition. No uplifting magic music from Melbourne today. The not Melbourne's most uplifting music mix. Mm, but we are playing plenty of uplifting music, here, but it's just not the, the playlist. We have played some fantastic uplifting music. But we've also been speaking to some uplifting and wonderful advocates of around the world. Uh, and we were talking to Sam Wise from the Being LGBTQ podcast. And we were just before talking about uh, some of his great work that he's doing with the Sunderland. Okay, right. <laughs> the Sunderland Football Club. The Sunderland, yeah. There was an aeroplane called the Sunderland, a flying boat. Anyway, I won't go there. Um, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's fantastic work he's doing with that. Uh, there seems to be absolutely wonderful synergy what's going on with our pride groups here in Victoria and other clubs around the state. Uh, it's clearly mirror-imaged, and I'd like to actually see our pride groups connect with some of the pride groups in the United Kingdom, and I think working together we could all achieve and learn and... Uh, do some wonderful work. But and go on. Come on, one of you AFL footballers. Yes. Male footballers. There's plenty of out female footballers. But one of you male footballers, come out. Yeah, come out. It's good fun. Not in the UK, not he- not even here. I it's, mean, it's, it's extraordinary, isn't we've it? We've got all these pride groups and everything happening. There's and support Sam's out there right. I, you know, speaking. I understand the difficulty, yeah, you know. Well, don't we all? That masculine society thing, but... But now in part three of our interview and in our final part of our interview with Sam, I did ask him what are some of the challenges that is going on in the United Kingdom at the moment. You, uh, So, yeah, up next, Sam. Enjoy. Now, Sam, before we let you go, I just got one final question I'd love to uh, talk to you about. Uh, one of the current issues that we are now in in the beginnings of facing is um, religious freedom debate. Uh, that's something that we're all having to face here in this nation. What are some of the challenges in the United Kingdom that the LGBT community is facing? What's some of the prominent things that's going on in your country right now? Well, we've got quite a big, you know, I'm not going to call it a debate because I hate calling this a debate because mm-hmm. it's just utterly ridiculous. But we've got a situation, I'll call it a situation, here in the UK in terms of schools because from next September 2020, it's going to be in the curriculum that LGBTQ lives have to be represented. So 
you know, LGBTQ families, etc. You know, two dads, two mums, whatever it might be. Yeah. And gender identities as well have to be included in the curriculum. But there's been quite a backlash, particularly in Birmingham, which is the second largest city here in the United Kingdom. And there's been uh, protests outside schools because they are having inclusive education. So these lessons are equality based. So it talks about religion, race, as well as sexuality and gender identity. But yeah, they still have protests. protests. Yeah, but there's been protests against the LGBTQ elements of this. So would you say we have been the target of the protests? It's not because it's a generic uh, learnings. They're actually targeting us. Is that what's going on? Is what's going on? Yeah, yeah. So they're specifically targeting the LGBTQ elements, Mm. saying that they're trying to confuse kids when it's not. Because a lot of the children at these schools have two mums themselves or two dads, you know, that come from, you know, essentially LGBTQ families. And all these lessons are saying is, you know, LGBTQ people are equal under the law. These different family dynamics exist and that's it essentially but you've got a lot of homophobic protesters who you know this is deeply enshrined in homophobia and prejudice who are trying to say that they're teaching kids about gay sex which isn't the case because these lessons are happening in primary schools so you know from six years years upwards and it's nothing to do with sex at all absolutely nothing to do with anything of that nature it's just saying that different families exist and i mean it could be the same for example like a single mother or a single father it's just saying that the family dynamic doesn't necessarily have to be a woman and a man and that's it You know, there's lots of different kinds of families out there. And these lessons are so important because it's saying to kids, you know, if you're gay, it's fine. If you're trans, it's fine. If someone has two dads, it's fine. And it's just trying to eliminate bullying because no child is born to be prejudiced against any other community. That's a learnt behaviour. So if we can, you know, get kids at a younger age, then hopefully the next generation that comes through, it's going to be even better for LGBTQ people in our society. Most definitely. Uh, and we've, we're, we're having the same battles here, of course, uh, with school yeah. curriculum, etc. cetera. Uh, and uh, it shows why there's still a need for uh, advocates for the LGBTIQ community, really, isn't isn't there? I mean, we have to keep fighting. (laughs) Sam... 100%. The challenges aren't over. (laughs) They're far from over. So even though we might have certain rights in certain countries, elsewhere, that's not the case. So the fight is by, by no means over, that's for sure. There is still a lot of work going on. And Sam, you are doing some fantastic work. You should really be proud of it. Um, your podcast series is really a must listen to. It's uh, you're getting really good global reach. I, I can't say it enough. You should really be proud of the work you do, and uh, it's been really great talking to you today. And here, no, here thank you very too. much. It's a pleasure, you know. Then you know, thank you very much for inviting me on. Uh, you know, I, I really do appreciate it. So thank you, thank you, Sam. And hopefully one day when you get out here, we can have you on live. We'll have you on live, definitely. You won't get rid of me.
And that was Sam Wise from being LGBTQ podcast and also from the Sunderland Football Club LGBTIQ community. And how would I, if I wanted to listen to the podcast, I, I am asking the podcast master himself, how would I go about it, Pete, if I want to find his series? All you need to do mm? is go to your favourite podcast platform mm? and type in being LBT... <laughs> we have a different acronym. <laughs> LBT... Q. It comes up. LGBTQ. That's it. It comes <laughs> up. It's a nice, colourful flag. Uh, there's some sensational content in there. So it is a must uh, download, listen to. And you can also catch Sam on Twitter, Sam Wise SW. So I should say at Sam Wise SW. Uh, and follow all his greatest achievements and news and events and quickly his great podcast. What a wonderful advocate we have in the, in our global community. And as he's got about 35 podcasts up there, which are all long-form interviews, so they're really worth listening to. They won't date at all, I don't think. They're I don't really think they things will. that need to be listened to. Thank yeah. you very much for all you your great work, Sam. Joy 94.9 is a GLBTIQ community radio station in Melbourne, Australia. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.